test. One, two, two three. Okay, okay, there you go. Right, so, <laughs> first question, Nick. Yes. Why do you want to do this interview? Why did you say yes? Um, I don't know you, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know Mark. I know Mark's in... <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I <clears throat> So, I'm, I'm 42 this year. I'm turning 42 in a couple of months, and... Um, I actually think as I come into my forties, I'm I've I've actually uh, I've actually come into my stride, and there's a couple of reasons why. So in the past sort of year, year and a bit, I've uh, I've just I've looked on life in a in a much different um, perspective. Uh, last year I had my midlife crisis, and this year I'm just really flying high. I'm 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 doing conferences. I'm doing a lot of speaking. I've done Pechkucha this year in front of eleven hundred people. Um, BC, uh, BCAMA conference, I was the host in front of 500 people, I put on my own conferences, I write, I made it into vice.com magazine, um, I've just, I'm just doing another speaker evening on November the 6th that you should come to, called Dark Futures, we've just sold 70% of tickets in one day, so I'm, my style's rising no, no, no. in terms of, okay. like, yeah. so why should I do this interview? Um, because ever since I left, I, ever since I sat at school, and decided that school was completely structured incorrectly and dropped out with pretty much no qualifications. I've actually taken a quite a maverick, um, okay. maverick route in my entire career from the point of, like you were saying, you would never believe that I was a nurse and now I do this sort of thing. Well, I used to be a milkman. Really? Okay. Yeah. And that was it. And that's okay. all I could do. Because back in the day, people that don't have GCSEs Jeez. were told, you know... You need to go out and you need to graft and whatever. And I, I've taken a very, very interesting course ever since like I was 16. Okay, mm. wonderful. I'm really excited to see your responses to the questions yeah. now. How would you define a maverick? I don't know. It, when, when I, I don't hear that term used a lot, I'll be honest. Certainly not over here. Uh, a maverick to me is, I mean... It's sensationalist, and that's maybe what I don't really like about the, the phrase. I think, I think the people that, that make the biggest impacts in the world do it very quietly mm -hmm. and, and do it in ways that, that have huge changes. So, I mean, look at, look at Branson, Richard Branson as, a, as an idea of a business maverick. I mean, sure, you know, he's a PR machine, but he still goes back to his office and does good business yeah. and quietly gets on with it, right? And I, I, I had the opportunity to work with the, within the Virgin Company. I've met him a couple of times as well. And, um, you know, for, for me, that, that, that's what a maverick is versus, you know, someone that's like rolling around, like, you know, in, in Rolls Royces yeah. and, and money and, yeah. and the stuff. Like, it's that very quiet certainty that something's going to change and that you've got that, that drive to actually happen. Okay. You've kind of answered this, but I'm going to ask you again in yeah. case you want to put it in a, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. succinct way, yeah? Why do you think you're a maverick? You said about your schooling. Yeah. Um, I've always had a very um, vivid imagination and I've always managed to be able to look at the world in a different way. Um, why am I a maverick? I basically change my life every five years. Okay. And that's how it... I, I haven't meant to do it. It yeah. just happens. Um, it's not about being getting bored of something. It's about personal progression. Okay. Um, I would love to give you a quick potted history of my life because I think it would give you a, a perspective of why that is. Can I ask you if we can do that at the end? Sure. Only because okay. some of the questions might actually give okay. you that. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay so, so, um, so 
So can you just recap? Re- yes. Say so what that why last do question? you think you're a maverick? You described what you thought a maverick was. Yeah. But then. I'm not afraid of what people think or say right. about it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not afraid at all. And you know what? It's. Um, it's. It's actually. I, I wouldn't say it's lost me jobs. But it's 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 put me in the corner office and been ignored in jobs. Yes. And, yes. And you know, I I'll, I'll be very loyal to someone that that like it, it wants to come on my journey and I'll be on their journey as well. Right? Okay. The London School of Economics developed mm. a maverickism scale. Yeah. I'm going to give you seven statements. Yeah. And you just need to say true, false, can't sure. decide. People tell me that I'm a maverick or words to that effect. True. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. True. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. Completely true. I am much more productive than other people. Absolutely. I have very unusual talents. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I am generally underestimated by people. Um, yes. Yes, I am. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Better is a very um, strange thing to say, and I know I'm not answering true or false straight away, but true. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give that feedback. When yeah. I've done the 100 yeah, interviews, yeah. I'm going to tell them everybody had an issue with yeah. the word better. Yeah. Why do you do things differently, Nick? Because because I've always believed that what I've been told is the, the way that you must do things. Uh, I've always believed that you have to question that whenever someone says it. Okay. Can you give me an example of what you do differently and how? Ooh, that, that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> what do I do differently? Um, so I'm going to give you an example of yeah. events that I put on. Okay. I, I, so there's a lot of people that put on events, and I know that I can sell out events of like 100, 200 people, and I know that I could put price tickets of like four, or $500 and make a lot of money. I, I truly believe that if you can actually create a coming together of people you're going to turn an event into a community and a community into people that care about the world. So when I try and do events, for example, I try and do it for the minimum cost, for the most amount of value, without making any money on it at all. And I'll put a ton of my own time and effort and, right. and draw on people, people's time, time and effort as well. For example, my new event on the, 5th, on the 6th of November, it's called Dark Futures. Um, because of this approach, I've got a... A free place to present from Microsoft, right? These aren't, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. from Microsoft. Um, I've got four, uh, three speakers plus myself doing it for free. Mm-hmm. I've got someone that I am paying to do, um, you know, um, recording because mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, in the creative arts, people yes. are going to have recording. And I've got a guy in New Zealand that's ready to do the editing for me because okay. part of freelancer.com, I can do that sort yeah. of stuff. But like, um, and after all, all of the discounts and whatever, early bird is eight eight bucks a ticket, right. uh, and and uh, and sort of main tickets it's fifteen bucks minus yeah. uh, what whatever Eventbrite takes, and you know, I sold seventy percent of the tickets. It's going to sell out by the weekend. Um, I don't measure success on on whether I've sold out the tickets or whether I've put twenty dollars in my pocket. I measure success on the amount of minds that have been changed. Wow. Yeah. And the, the, the amount of people that now know the rea- realise the truth of what's happening in the world. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is what you do equated, you've already answered this question, yeah. but I, I'm yeah. asking them because I want to make sure I haven't missed something because it was woven into the previous sure. question. Is what you do equated to the bottom line or something else? Bottom line meaning money? Yeah. Um, 
a bit of both. Business, absolutely bottom line. Yeah. I'll make businesses incredibly successful. Um, this past year, I've been freelancing, working for myself, and I've managed to pay. I've managed to pay my rent. That's success to me. I'm all yeah. And and I've probably worked four hours a week. So. Yeah, bloody marvelous. <laughs> which is amazing, right? Um, now I've in my new job. I'm running North America for freelancer.com. I'm going to change their business. I'm going to change. I'm going to change the way that people look at the whole world of the future of work, freelancing, the way to do work in a completely different way. And I I've got a secret sort of. Um, drive to undermine all of the people that have sort of lied to clients about what good creative work is okay. um, because a lot of it's table stakes and can be done in, in very new ways for, for a very affordable sort of uh, uh, rate and um, I think that that's going to actually buoy everyone to think differently and actually raise the creative talent and the creative, uh, what would we call it, the, the, the creative quotient that is, is needed to actually make the world think even more differently, whether it's advertising or broadcasting or publishing or whatever. I'd be really interested to see how that goes and learn about Me it. Me too, I'm in week four. Okay. <laughs> is any part of being a maverick to do with autonomy over your life? Like you just said, Nick, yeah. you've had the opportunity, you've paid your rent and you work four yeah. hours a week. Yeah. You haven't got that whole nine to five yeah. treadmill existence. Sure. Autonomy, I I end up being very autonomous, but I do it in a way where I'm I'm trying to create networks okay. of support. I'm an only child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've had to do yeah, that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. My partner's an only child. Yeah. Um, there, there is the autonomy yeah. and being in charge. Now, what, what's been interesting throughout my career, I've, I've cut my own path, and, and people have let me do my own thing. And when they do... You know, as part of the, the, yeah, the grander yeah, yeah. scheme yeah. And, and strategically aligned, um, we get a huge amount of results, right? Okay. Um, the, the points where you have to work within certain structures, they just haven't got the benefit of have, actually having me around. Yes. To the point where I've actually sat down with people <clears throat> and they're like, Nick, oh, I don't think you're this and I think you're that and whatever. And, and they're like, oh, Nick, you know, this piece of work, you know, we could do this and this and this and this. And it's like, do you know what? You pay me for 60% of what I can give you and you put me in that box, mm. so that's what you get. Yes. No one, no one appreciates the other forty yeah. percent. Yeah, So that's what you get, okay. and and do you know what? That, that that that's the point when when you just walk away from yeah. people. It's um, quite funny actually because, um, like I said, you're interview seventy five, and um, the number of people who've walked away from six figure salaries for that very reason oh. is is out of the people I've interviewed. I've earned. Um, Amazing! I've I've been very successful, and if if you if you count like good salary, I've been I've been doing good for like over fourteen years, yeah, right? Yeah. Pretty much like the first two years of my career, I was like, mm, and then I just went like <laughs> like yeah. that because that's what you do, do when when you suddenly like drive millions of dollars of sales and you change exactly. behaviours, right? Yeah. So, does doing things differently require certain skills, talents, mindsets, and if so, what is it? Mr. Bussy is uh, is actually very very brave, but it means that you end up with some people that just don't like you. Yeah, I yeah. spent um, at Blast Radius when I first came over for the first two years. I was known as the Brash Brit, but I was the guy that actually delivered truthfulness and directness. And sometimes, you know, and even later on, a couple of jobs later, oh Nick, you know, um, I heard from someone in 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 the uh, in the ad world that you know you could you could be a bit aggressive. I'm like. 
it's not aggression. It's actually getting getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. And when they interviewed uh, another one of my um, references, she was like, "We're English. This is what we do." Mm. Nick gets stuff done. He wins your awards. He makes clients very happy. If clients actually don't like the the, the directness and the honesty, then there's a problem with the client. Right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's one way. I'm and I am, and and you know, I've softened a lot since being here, but like you know, I ran huge programs for very large companies, Virgin, British Airways, Dell, whatever, and I've had like you know, figurative business guns to my temple every yeah. day. Yeah, making stuff happen. Yeah. and you know what? It, it's you know, what is it? Anthony Robbins calls it like the power of the the, the second, the power of the minute. You know, okay. like make the decision now, do yeah. it. You know, um, and sure, like, not everyone's going to be happy, but, like, if you don't make that decision, someone's going to die, the business decision, you know, we're going to lose our competitive yeah. advantage, whatever. It's right? like, deal with it. Yeah. What are the challenges to being a maverick? You've touched on <clears throat> some, yeah. you know, you might not be liked. Yeah. People, people um, the majority of the world um, falls into the lines of, of control and patterns and systems that is created by the banking system, the working system. So the challenges are that um, there are a lot of people that will sit in those boxes and they'll see you doing this this wild stuff and they're like, I can't even, mm. I don't want to be associated with that. That's going to affect my, my, me and my yes. career. Yes, yeah. And there's some people that are like, yeah, I completely believe I'm going to stand with this guy and by the way, together we're going to piss off a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get that. Do, do you know what? I, I always say this, and, and the world has been created from war, and this is kind of an extreme point of view. Um, the way that civilization has grown and population has spread and people have cross-pollinated and countries have grown and everything's changed is completely 100% about feuds, tribalism and war. Yep. Um, that, that will carry on in business, although we do it a lot more nicely these days. Some cases not so nicely, nice. um, and and there are some people that are the strategists of the war machine, yeah, and they're not always the most popular people. Okay, but when you get it right, you uh, you get quite a two thousand years later, like Sun Tzu, the art of war. Oh, exactly. Or, love, that or, 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 love that book. Yeah, Miyamoto, Musashi Miyamoto, the book of the five rings. If you haven't read that, you should read it. Not yet. He completely redefined what it meant to be a maverick samurai. Right. No one could beat him. Okay, I'm big into. We'll talk about that after. Right. What's been your What's been the lowest point of your journey as a maverick? Getting divorced. Okay. <laughs> what aspects of your personality or character influence your maverick approach? My character. I've got a lot of energy. A lot, a lot, a lot of energy. Um, that's less about character. Um, I've got a lot of drive. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, more than ever, I'm striving to open the eyes of everyone around me to look at the world completely differently. Um, sitting down with someone and telling them the truth around, for example, mobile phones and intimacy. Or like I did the talk earlier this year about sex and the singularity and how, how the world of, of sex, sexual relations and intimacy is completely changed by the technical landscape yes. that we created. Um, I, I had people come out of that talk and I'll send you the video. Say, I felt uncomfortable through the whole of the talk. It's like, good. 
because this isn't about this isn't about having having like an, an idea that the future's all going to be happy. Mm. In fact, on November the sixth, um, my event's called Dark Futures because you need to open your eyes because everything there's there's so many control mechanisms yeah. and that, and we're voluntarily feeding a machine um, by our actions and online behavior and whatever um, to be used against us and not enough people know about it yeah and, or, I, and I've or got, if they do they're putting their blinkers on and pretending they don't and I've got the fear about it I've, I'm actually I'm actually getting the fear right in my presentation because okay. I'm going I'm not even going that deep into it and okay. it's so scary, scary. okay <laughs> are you born or bred a maverick do you think You know the whole nature versus nurture debate. I look at I look at my mum and I look at my dad and I look at the reference points that I've had. I look at the early experiences. I say that my only child, my sister, was around and then she died when I was eight years old. Um, bread, born of bread. Bread means that someone's actually brought you up, right, to be this way. Yeah. I. I don't like that word because I don't think that my, my parents have instilled a certain number of values but at the same time I've actually chosen my own path right I'll, I'll give you an example Nick some people when I've asked that question they just went it's, it, it's been it's my DNA I've always been like this and some people yeah. have said actually do you know I never realised it about myself I wasn't like that then this happened yeah. and then I became like I would, I would say up until the age of about 13 or 14 I wasn't a maverick at all okay. right okay. and then um, I got into skateboarding and then I got into punk rock yeah and then you learn and that's not breeding no no I get that yeah that, that's not nurturing that's like well it's nurturing in a different way yes yeah I get that completely punk, new punk, culture I, I'll tell you what punk rock has defined my entire life yep um, my two best friends at 20 were into that whole yeah. thing, so yeah, I get it. Do you think, so touching back on this, do you yeah. think your childhood in any way impacted on you being a maverick? So the cultures you got into, yes? Absolutely. Okay. I was a loner. Okay. I was a complete loner. You've kind of answered this and then you went off yeah. on a different, said that actually it's not your personality, but how is your enthusiasm and drive and energy mm. related to being a maverick? It's everything. Everything I can't. I, I'm again like the term maverick is kind of strange to me, but like um, I guess that's the, the 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 byproduct of me just continuing to drive. Okay. I got a bit full this morning. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> How do you see rules? What rules? Fair enough. Have you now? Have you always taken a maverick approach to business or was there a particular trigger? You've given me examples of what you were like and, you know, um, labelled, I don't yep. know what that word is, brash, Nick. But was you always like that or did you start off, you know, thinking, well, toe the line and then no. like, no, this don't work. I, know, I never towed the line. Okay. So, yeah, never, ever, ever, ever from day one. Okay. Are you always a maverick or do you choose to be so at times? Um, I choose to be quiet and contemplative and connective. Okay. Um, and because if, if you wander around, you know, with, with that persona, you know, you, you wouldn't even stop to have a cup of tea with a friend. Right? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> and do you turn the dial up and down on the magicism level? Like, for example, 
here you are interview, being interviewed by somebody yeah. who's interviewing Mavericks and you know that at 75 I must have heard some mm-hmm. shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technical terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this situation, I can be 10 out of 10, she's going to handle it. Yeah. And then tomorrow you might be going into a boardroom where you want to do yeah. some good work for mm-hmm. them. In this situation, I reckon a freezer all they're going to handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely. You have to throttle it for, for your audience. In fact, you know. Oh, I love that. You have to throttle it. Yeah. So throttle it. Okay. Thro- throttle yeah. It up yeah. And, up. Okay. And, and you have to. So I've worked in some very. So for example, um, I helped the prison probation service um, get a unified view on information management. Okay. Within the Home Office. Yeah. However, you can actually be a maverick by uh, making fairly small and subtle changes here and there. Okay, okay. Yeah. And when you're doing this, turning yeah. this dial up and down, is that a conscious or unconscious Absolutely choice? Absolutely conscious. Yeah, I need, I need to ask you. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? Okay, disadvantages. A lot of people won't like you, won't agree with you. They'll see you as a threat to their career. Um, they'll, they'll see you as a threat to their, the health of their business. Um, the advantages are that people will suddenly just have that jolt of coffee in the morning. Like it, it's like you turn up and you like drink this, and they're like, "Whoa!" And then they then they reap rewards for it. It might be a new way of looking at a business problem. It might be a new technology that you use. It might be a, a new approach to actually you know building relationships with friends. Okay. Or relationships in in total. Yeah. Has age and experience altered your maverick approach? And if so, how have you grown? Um, I was always really confident, mm-hmm. and now I'm quietly confident. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like very, very loudly confident before. Fuck, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can relate to that. Yeah. What aspects of your business are you most maverick in? Aspects of my business, um, the writing that I do, okay, the writing and the event, the writing and the in the speaking I do. Okay, I stood up in front of eleven hundred people in the Vogue Theatre for Pachacucha and told them that they were idiots. Lovely. I'll send you the video. What aspects of your business are you least maverick in? What least do you maverick, do just like yeah. everybody else? Yeah, you know, closing the deal. You actually can't be a when you're actually, you know, doing the fine details, and okay. it's not about this wild sort of ideas. It's like the wild idea has led us to a place to do this business, right? Okay. Let's do the business. So you can't be maverick. Okay. It's like sign up for this and do this and fill out that and okay. give me some money or whatever. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, it, it's very asinine, and you have to be. You know, there. What does there, asinine mean? I a, never heard yeah, that. Asinine. Um, I need to get this. Uh, you, you should look it up. I'll look it definition. up. But asinine, asinine is, it, it's kind of sterile. Okay. It's kind of sterile and very sort of direct. Okay. It, it, it's like a doctor like turning around and saying, you've got three weeks to live. Yeah. See you later. Oh, yeah, and yeah. you go for a cup of tea. Just do the deal. Yeah. Right. How do you balance being a maverick with home life? I'm still working out. Okay. Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? No. Okay. I, I, I truly believe that okay. if you create something, like I, like me and my friends, when we do events, we don't want to be, um, we, we created, like we, we've created this clandestine shadowy group that no one knows who we are, so that people can't associate 
the awesomeness of an event with a person. Right. Because okay. it's not about that. No. It's so bigger, I don't. It's I don't, bigger than that. I, I don't want people to walk out of my events and think Nick helped me think differently. Right. But in a roundabout way, way it may have. Been it maybe. I mean, I've got yeah. I've got a reputation yeah. for this now, but like I don't I don't want fame for it. Right? Okay. How much of anything of being a maverick is related to give back or paying it forward? It's all about paying it forward. I mean, I grew up with nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, there are a lot of people in this life who grew up with nothing, a lot of people in this life are going to leave with nothing. Yeah. It's about the journey, it's not about, yeah. hey, I'm leaving a million dollars to my kids. Exactly, exactly. Mavericks tend to be risk takers. Yes. What's the biggest risk you've taken to date in business? In business? Mm. <coughs> then you can tell me personal as well if you like. But Risk, again, I don't like the word risk. Okay. It means you're going to lose something. I, I moved to Vancouver and took a hell of a pay cut. Okay. And I took a risk because... You know, London and in UK, I could have cut myself like I could have been like rocking and rolling in a whole bunch of different ways right now. But the, 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 there was there was two risks. It was the risk of, of doing it and and failing, and there was the risk of not doing it and not actually realizing the amazing life that I could have here. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good example. How many projects or ventures have you like so? The question is, how many ventures have you taken in the past five years? Because some people I interview, yeah. they're serial entrepreneurs, they've set up company after sure. company. So, but if they've only done one business for the last five years, yeah. then I ask them how many projects. So answer that whichever way suits you. Ventures. Well, um, I, moved, I moved to Vancouver, I worked for Blast Radius. Okay, which that, I didn't know, by the way. Okay. okay, I quit Blast Radius. I ended up doing a bunch of, so I set up my, my incorporated company there. So two? Two. Then I set up a business with someone. Right. And that failed. Yeah. And then I, I went to work at DEB Canada. Right. And then I got laid off from there. Um, and uh, all, all that while I was actually doing work on the side. Okay, so five. No, 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 no. I haven't finished yet. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and then I, I, I went to work for Taxi. But that's when I started doing my conferences. So I did Cyborg Camp. Yeah. which I did with an amazing uh, TED speaker from down in, in, in um, Portland called Amber Case. I did Product, which is a design thinking session. I've completely changed the way that people like VFS look at design thinking. Um, I, do, uh, I did a conference this year called From Now, and I've, uh, I'm just doing this evening, starting this evening called Dark Futures. So nine. Nine. Pro okay. yeah, and, and, then, and, that, and that doesn't even include the bands and stuff like that I've done on the side. Okay. And I, I've written two albums in the past five years as well. Okay. <laughs> so I like to be busy. Yeah, I, I gather. Yeah. What would you consider are the characteristic of a successful venture? Success according to Nick. Success according to me. Um, I put a smile on my face and I put a smile on at least one other person's face. Wonderful. So, of the ten ventures or so you've done, yeah. how many of them were successful according to that definition? Do you know what? Um, I actually love Blast Radius. They, they, they were a great company, and I'll underscore the, what the word were. And they're getting better again. You know That happens when a big company buys, buys you out. Um, DDB Taxi, I wouldn't call them successful. I joined them to have some fun. 
um, the business that I did in the past year, um, Innovation Consultancy, I'd say that was a success. We've done some really cool shit. Um, all the conferences, they were all a success, especially from now that I did earlier this year, because at the end of the day, it didn't even feel like a conference. Right. So according to that calculation... Of the ten? Of, of the ten, I would say, um, of the ten, I'd say that seven. Okay, we're successful. Yeah. Cool. What leads to successful execution of a venture? Good planning. Good planning based on insights. Okay. And what do you do that makes the venture successful, Nick? What do you bring to the I table? I don't stop until it is. When a venture is unsuccessful... Yeah. What would you consider are the main reasons for failure? Um, choosing the wrong partners. Pops up a lot. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? Being alone. Um, I hate to be the one to point this out, but it may be something that comes with the territory. <laughs> <laughs> How important is team to you as a maverick? I know some projects you're working on. Team? Around, does that? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's everything. You, you can't like you can't be in a forest shouting and shouting and shouting like, yeah. you kind of need people around you to build the village right does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership um it it does it does um but i'm very quiet uh, if, if if i'm in a leadership position i've mm -hmm. got people that follow me and i'm sort of helping steer companies and whatever right you have to do that quite quietly in a, in a very compassionate way okay um but i encourage other people to really take chances i love the way you use the word compassionate because i think that was the biggest thing i bring from the nursing into the right. business field That's it. because um you know i always say the softer side of leadership is actually the harder stuff to do yeah. How and where did you get your permission to be a maverick? I didn't ask for permission. Did you give it to yourself? Um, I don't think you give it to yourself. You just you, you, you just find it one day. <laughs> okay, okay. How, it, how is being a maverick related to creativity? Yes. And if so, how? If so, how? You, you, you can be a very technical, very cold, data-driven maverick. You absolutely can. Yes. For me, personally, that's the world that I came from. I taught myself a whole, a whole bunch of creative theory, especially when I went into advertising. And I'm a much better person for that. The writing that I do, the design projects I've been involved with, the, the conferences I've done, uh, all of these things uh, have, have come from the fact that the creative outlet has made me more of a person than all of the data and all of the decisions based on insight yes. should have come before. get that. How is being a maverick related to innovation? It's kind of interesting, right? <clears throat> if you look... It, if, say, I look out of the balcony, I'm like, oh, that car over there, I see that that's got an issue and that would be fixed by thinking about doing that. And it's like... It's like, oh, that, that difference of thought and identifying a problem that needs to be fixed, like, you know, I, it's less of a maverick thing and more of a sensible sort of thing. The maverick is the person that can actually make it, make it happen or find okay. the right people to make it happen or tell someone that can make it happen. Right, okay. Yeah. Mavericks tend to be learners. Yes. What are you a student of? Oh, uh, ooh, uh, mm -hmm. Okay, there's a few things I'm a student of. 
Okay. I, obviously, I'm a, I'm a student of my own life uh, yes. and, 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 and personal dynamics. I'm an active student of where the world is going with technology. Right. And, and the... Uh, and the way that, that modern society actually um, works together. That's what I'm a modern student of. Okay. Do you draw on other mavericks in any way? Yes, whenever I can. How so? Um, what do you mean? It's like... How do you draw on them? How do I draw on them? Um, I try and have lunch with them if they're locally. Yeah. I try and read about them. I watch videos. Okay. I, I go to the organisations that have been the biggest shit disturbers in the world. Okay. And I, and I try and pick out, like, you know, the things that have actually made them different. Okay. And it all, it all boils down to bravery and being standing your, standing your ground. Yeah. Typically. Is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? Who jumped into your head? If any. A maverick that inspires me. Mm. There's a lot. I go back to the early days of the internet, right? And mm -hmm. I, I start to think about those people. Um, I, I read a book by a guy called Douglas Rushkoff called Siberia. Um, C-Y... And um, it was very, it was very impactful for me. And there was a guy in there called Jaron Lanier. And Jaron Lanier, J-A-R-O-N-L-A-N-I-E-R, -R -E um, has, has been a proponent of open free information, realizing that the, the hidden systems that exist, revolutionizing the world, um, and actually, he was the guy that basically pioneered virtual reality. Okay. Now, I've seen him speak a couple of times. I, yeah, he's, yeah, I, I th he's one of the Mavericks that I really rate. Okay. I think Branson is as well. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. That's a lovely way of putting it, actually. Yeah. What do you have to suffer and sacrifice because you're a Maverick? Sometimes you have to suffer loneliness. Sometimes you lose jobs. Sometimes you don't have the money, right? You, yeah. you don't have the income. Yeah. That's what you have to sacrifice. What motivates you as a maverick? What makes you get up at four o'clock in the morning and say, oh, you know, this needs to be done? Insomnia. But no, but, um, <laughs> no, no, I'm, no, I'm actually not insomnia. Um, I used to be. <clears throat> Is any part of being a maverick related to finding out who you are and what you're capable I think it's all about that. Okay. Do you like being a maverick, Nick? I feed off of it. Is being a maverick important or a responsibility in any way? It's an absolute responsibility. How is it a responsibility for you? Because um, I, there's not enough people that are willing to do it. And okay. if, if there's no mavericks in the world and there's no people to highlight differences, then the world remains insanely dull. Yes. And the people that are in control remain in control. And I'd love to see people that, that assume control through regulation and legislation to not be in control. Okay. Now we've nearly finished this interview, yeah. on a scale of 1 to 10, yeah. how maverick are you? Oh, I'd say about 12. 
trust a maverick not to fit in the continuum. <laughs> what, what advice would you give to someone who feels they are a maverick so that they could be the best possible maverick they could be? Don't listen to me. How do you promote and serve other people to be mavericks? Now, from what you were saying, the kind of um, talks you do, yeah, yeah, yeah. that almost seems, from me, to me, if I'm hearing it right, yeah. is a way to promote people that go out there, be who you're supposed to yeah. be. But um, is there anything else you do that you promote and serves other mavericks? No, I mean, when I talk to people, you know, I just give them permission to be who they are and to really, really you know, express themselves. Whether that's... Um, in a business sense, personal sense, sexually, or, or whatever. Yeah. Right? Just rock out. Okay. How do you serve and promote? Your, well, not promote, but how do you serve yourself to be a maverick? What do you mean? A lot of these questions came from other mavericks yeah. along the way. Yeah. And one person said, you know, as much as you are trying to help other people be mavericks, there's yeah. things you have to do to yeah. So it may be that you read a lot. It may be that you, you have to, you can't make disparate connections, as I call them, mm. unless you know what all the other things mm. are. But this guy was somebody who was a, a fitness person. And he was saying, one of the ways I serve myself to be a maverick is the constant working out and the constantly improving the techniques mm. so that I'm always one step ahead. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So is there anything you do? I'd never stop learning. Wonderful. If, if I haven't learned 10 new things a day, yeah. perspectives, then, I, then I'm, I'm not achieving anything. Okay. What's your biggest ambition now? To live in Whistler. Okay. <laughs> That's a done. We can do that one, mate. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? It's a bit of a weird one, hey? Um, I'd like to fly. I do you know what I'd f I don't know if I like the question I'll be honest don't answer it yeah I don't want to answer it okay what do you do for fun um <laughs> I think I, look, I think about the world in different ways okay. no, no, no that's what I do for fun I mean, bike, yep. bike, snowboard, whatever. But yep. like when I do those things, I try and do them the best that I can. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it's okay. Yesterday, yeah. I interviewed this guy, and I said, "What did you do for fun?" He goes, "Innovate." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like sweet. What would be the one quote that defines you as a maverick? There's a um, okay. So from early days, uh, I was really into some really like crazy maverick like musicians um this guy called um jim thirlwell jg thirlwell and he was like a progenitor of the industrial music revolution and people like trent reznor from nine inch nails and everyone sort of used him as a reference point um there, <laughs> there was a song and and the lyrics were say what you mean and say it mean and i actually really always it always uh, it always sat with me really well Love it. And uh, having listened to you for yeah. the last hour, it sounds like the most ideal thing that yeah. sort of encapsulates you. Yeah. And I, I also, I've got a second one. Um, I mean, Churchill was an amazing guy. You know, um, you've made enemies, good. It means you've stood up for something in your life. Yes. Both really good quotes. Yeah. Well, I like them. Yeah. Final question. Yeah. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? 
if anything. How does love fit into the, the whole scheme of being a maverick? Okay. Sequel to follow. No. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Billy. Uh, how does love fit into being a maverick? I'm still working it out. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. I'm going to switch this off and tell you a little bit.